How can you keep yourself safe when you get caught up in a crowd? If your hands can't move freely to touch your face, then it's getting a bit too crowded. I think it's time for you to move out of the place. Safeguarding Tomorrow's Future, a podcast by International SOS. Welcome to Safeguarding Tomorrow's Future, a podcast for students where we aim to talk about health and safety topics relevant to students, especially if they're traveling abroad for school trips and exchange programs. Today, we'll be talking about caught up in the crowd, and I'm very excited that we will have our security specialist as well as a student joining us for this episode. Bala and Isabel, would you like to introduce yourselves? Hi everyone, I'm Bala. I'm the Regional Security Manager for Singapore and Brunei and International SOS. Hi everyone, I'm Isabel. I just graduated from NUS Business School where I studied Finance and Business Analytics. Welcome and thank you for joining us today. So, since the Itaewon incident that took place sometime last year in 2022, as we know the event brought a lot of attention for professionals to consider crowd management and the risks associated to the gatherings of crowds in dense spaces. So, Bala, maybe can you share with us from your perspective, why do you think it's important that young people continuously should stay informed about the risks of being in crowded places? Crowds really can happen anywhere. It can be a planned concert, like, you know, what happened in Astroworld. I mean, Itaewon was one of those, which is fresh in our mind, but these things have been pretty much happening for a long time, right? It can be a civil unrest, it can be a religious event, even just before, just after the Itaewon was the Indonesian football stadium mm-hmm. incident as well. So this this been going on and it's not new. Um, some new control measures are born out of these events, but sometimes it's a bit post mortem. Like uh, if you guys remember nowadays, if you go to cinemas, you have your emergency push bars, mm. right? When you press and then the door opens, that actually came about because of an unfortunate incident back in eighteen eighty something, right? In Sunderland, England, where kids rushed out mm-hmm. uh, because they want to collect free toys. And they all gravitated towards the exit, but the door opened inwards, inwards. and it was locked. So a lot of them, are quite sad to say 183 of them died. And that kind of forced a rethink of how things should be doing. And it's something which we carry on till now. These are some of the things that we see, like good control measures, but born out of very tragic events. And and a lot of things are constantly being studied. And um, probably, yeah, we can talk more about that yeah, later. Yeah, I think uh, there's definitely a lot of uh, important points that we have to consider, right? So um, I guess with this episode, it's really important for us to think about, you know, what are the warning signs of a growing crowd, um, how certain types of crowds may present more risks than others, and definitely, you know, how to respond in, in the case where you find yourself in a crowd. Um, so maybe Bala again to you, could you just give us a quick definition of what is a crowd and why can it be dangerous? Mm, a crowd, basically, um, not exact of the exact definition, but it's probably a large number of people gathered in a confined space, right? So how does that work and what kind of risk that pretty much happens there is, uh, it's a bit dynamic in that sense. Uh, you have your the place, right? the type of the crowd, uh, the, is it a concert, sporting event, is it a festive crowd, is it outdoor, or indoor, you know, mm-hmm. the place kind of uh, determines and where are the exit points? Are they all channeling towards one or two exit points or is it like open seating? So that, that is pretty much um, what event spaces and event planners are always worried about. And then the crowd density. This is where the main issue comes about is 
how much space that the crowd happen and how is it actually going channeling into potential choke points and everybody coming together and the last one which is a bit more erratic which is a more difficult to gauge is the crowd behavior right um what kind of emotions uh, come into the crowd uh, are they excited stage at a, at a concert or are they very emotional and uh, are they going to be sudden movements and and depending on the time of the program is everybody ha- um, heading towards the exit at the same time so these are three things uh, which probably uh, you know influence how a crowd becomes dangerous or not yeah mm-hmm. So, Isabel, maybe I'll turn to you now. Um, in terms of experience, right? So, I'm sure you know when you're on an exchange program, um, there are a lot of opportunities to attend parties or concerts, and as students, definitely that's something that you want to uh, take up. So, could you share some of your more recent experiences attending large events? Yeah. So, I think I've experienced many large events in the past, especially the most recent one. I went to Jakarta recently mm-hmm. to join DWP, which is this EDM music festival. Right. I think a few years ago, there's an article that said maybe 90,000 people attended. I'm not sure if it's the same, but it's definitely a huge crowd from what I saw there. And it was just bustling everywhere. I think other than that, I also had experiences clubbing or going to other festivals or parties like Countdown. And that had massive crowds as well. So definitely there's some experiences there that I can share about more. Yeah, so were there any of these uh, experiences where you felt like either your health or your safety was at risk, either when you're abroad or even when you're in Singapore attending some of these events? Mm, I think a fond, not a fond, a memory that came about was um, a few years ago, I was at the MBS countdown um, just for New Year's mm-hmm. and when the event actually ended, all the, everyone was just rushing towards the exit trying to go home early, um, catch some of the taxis. And so I was really caught up in that um, people trying to exit and suddenly I just felt like a lot of people from all directions sort of pushing and then I felt a bit of pressure and especially in my chest area I just felt like a difficulty to breathe and that's when I discovered like um, either because of that lack of space or maybe I'm a bit panicky as well I started to feel really faint and I think that's when it started to dawn on me that this could be a bit dangerous and I actually had um, my, bo- my boyfriend at the time um, trying to get people to like give me some space and we finally found a little nook where I could get away from that crowd and sort of sit down and catch some air so that was one of the more dangerous times I remember That sounds quite scary Yeah, <laughs> Um, Bala, maybe can you comment a little bit more around the emotions that happens, you know, during a crowd, during such an event, you know, countdown, parties. How can that affect the behaviour of the, of the crowd? I mean, I've not been in a crowd, I've not been in that situation, but uh, generally what, you know, case studies and all of that showed, it's something very similar what happens because most uh, people who perish in this crowd uh, tragedies are not from stampedes or not from, you know, fractures or all that, but most of them are from asphyxiation where... They suffocate. They can't breathe, right? So that's very. Uh, that's the main, probably the main cause of uh, death in this kind of situation. So it's pretty scary because, like nobody Isabel probably can can share as well, right? Because because there's nothing much you can do after a certain point in time, mm-hmm. right? If you find yourself in a situation, you can't fight the crowd. You are already in the crowd, and and next thing you know, you are struggling to breathe, and you can't call for help, right? Because you the more you shout, the more breath you lose. And it becomes like, you know, you're on downward spirals. And before you know it, you just need 30 seconds uh, out of this situation where your blood supply gets cut off and next thing you are going to feel fit. Mm-hmm. And there comes another f- potential few more events where you can fall down and then you start to, 
you know people got, um, it's like a sinkhole effect people who are very close to you start dropping onto you right. and it causes a lot of uh, uh, after effects right so that's pretty scary and of course emotions um, I mean more than people trying to get back to the last train or the last taxi you know and all of that that kind of forces people to move certain directions mm-hmm. and if there are barriers there are walls people are suddenly finding themselves crushed or stuck towards a certain end that's really much about to do with the event planning right mm-hmm. but the emotions wise is definitely in concerts you can see that more in stadiums when they are f- especially football where they are opposing fans sitting next to each other mm. and uh, that's where I think more often than not in this, I mean I've been managing those incidents before my, previously in my roles where uh, we go for a football stadium and we see opposing fans you know from from two different countries hurling insults starting to get a bit rowdy and then you need to have trained personnel to quell the thing we have to pull out people if we need to so emotions sometimes can play a part but it can trigger uh, another wave of, of actions as well so these are things to need to be managed prior to the event but definitely like what Isabel shared uh, that's very scary when you find yourself there's pretty much not much things you can do yeah, mm. yeah and I'm sure that even in during concerts right people are kind of just enjoying themselves and not really re- realising you know how I guess how intense the crowd is becoming uh, that could be a potentially a dangerous situation as well so maybe Isabel after your in- incident at MBS and then also maybe reading some of the more recent um, crowd crush uh, incidents has your perspective on attending crowded events changed and if so how yeah definitely I think after that um, incident at MBS I started to feel a bit more wary about going to much crowded events so for countdowns I know that there's still going to be a crowd and I've started sort of avoiding it or trying to find alternatives to celebrate yet go to a less crowded area I think the Itaewon incident also was like really impactful for me and my friends because we all sort of We've been to Korea, we've mm-hmm. been to Itaewon, we've partied there as well. So it could really be any one of us and that really left a big impact on us. For example, my boyfriend was like, wow, I was just there six months ago partying at the same street. Who knew it could happen and right. it could happen to us? And so that's when we were like taking a step back and sort of reevaluating, like, oh, um, we could have fun, but in other ways as well. So for example, DWP that we went, that music festival, we went after the Itaewon incident. And I think being in that crowd again sort of reminded us of the incident and that's when we were like, okay, um, we can have fun outside of the crowd. We don't really have to go all the way into the mosh pit. Mm-hmm. So we had fun, but at the end, um, we had a little space for us just to dance. And I right. think that was much more enjoyable rather than being stuck and having no space to dance as well. So definitely my perspective changed. I still like to have fun. I still go to crowded events, but I don't have to really push my way into the crowd to be part of that crowd. Yeah. That's very good advice. Bala, maybe could you add on, you know, to Isabel's point about within a crowded event, but not in the thick of the crowd, right? How could one determine whether, you know, a crowd level is becoming dangerous? I mean, what Isabel shared was very... Uh, something which I would do as well, right? So I found myself recently going to Taiwan in Chilling Night Market and certain alleys were getting very, very crowded. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I mean, you only live once. You want to be where... We are social animals. We want to be where uh, the, the crowd is, is, right? Yeah. Um, nowadays, even if you want to buy a chicken wing, you go to the short stop with the longest queue, <laughs> right? Because that's, that kind of tells you that this, this is good, right? So this is where you want to be. Because, and that's, that's normal because social animals. But depends on the, when is it too crowded. That's the, the magic question people want to answer. 
So basically, like if you think yourself, the crowd is like a gas. Like if you think your particle, you're a single particle, you're a gas, free to move. You know, you have space to move. When it becomes more and more dense, you become more liquid type, where you don't have control over yourself. People push you, and you are like a wave pushing the next person, and it's like a wave. That's pretty much if you see it from a from a very outside point of view. But um, there's some science to this, crowd science into this, and and pretty say that anything more than five people per square meter, it's too crowded but how do you measure when you're there right <laughs> so some things which like very practical tools uh, I mean for event planners they use certain crowd density tools even during the COVID time when we when I was involved in the market events where we had to control the crowds going in so they will actually uh, deploy certain tools to measure crowd density inside the area so that kind of gives you like a very overview about is it getting too crowded but definitely but if you are in the crowd I think the safest way I would say is that if your hands are by the side and your hands, you cannot move your hands freely to touch your own face, you're just that's too crowded already. Okay. You need to be able to move your hands freely and if you're getting more and more compressed, that's where the problem comes because asphyxiation happens is when, when people can't breathe because they are being compressed. Mm-hmm. So a good way is if your hands can't move freely to touch your face, then it's getting a bit too crowded. I think it's time for you to move out of the place. Okay, yeah, that's a very good gauge and very easy for everyone to put in place. You did mention, you know, some of the risks that could happen, you know, in sporting events, parties. Any differences, the risks between the different crowds and, you know, what are some of the key ones that our students should be looking out for? Pretty much, like, if it's a planned event, um, then concert and all that, it's good to know that uh, what are the exit points available, you know, do they have um, free seating nowadays? There isn't much about free seating. First come, first seating is no longer there. Mm. Uh, but also about zonal approaches. Like if you go into a stadium, um, you have different gates to enter to your seat. All these are proper planned events and it's good to know the plan. If something happens, where do you actually move out? Uh, where is the nearest place to go in and come out? Where are the stalls that you can get your drinks and come back to your seat? So that you don't channel yourself towards the, the, the main where everybody's getting into a choke point, right? So planned events, you have that visibility to right. do it and plan around so it's good to do that but it's the unplanned events like Itaewon and all of that where it's pretty much out of your control people are still there's still a bit of finger pointing going on with who should take responsibility and all of that but um, that, those are the ones which are a bit more difficult because the crush itself happened more because the subways entrance and exits opened into the crowd right. so people who were coming into the crowd didn't know it mm. was a crowded place people who were in the crowd couldn't control the people coming in from the subways so it was pretty much out of their control. And um, I mean, the crowds are there, that's where people gravitate towards. But these are some of the things that, uh, you know, uh, pretty much you're only going to find out if you're going to be there. But then you must set yourself some markers like, is it getting too crowded? Is it time for me to move out? We even saw videos of, you know, people starting to know that they are going to get stuck and started to climb out and barricades right. and all of that. And they survived, mm. right? And uh, that is important uh, to understand the, 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 the potential points. but. I think for planned events like concerts and stadiums and all that, uh, it's good to know the plan, where to move and all like that. But if you find yourself in an unplanned event where it's getting crowded, then you should know the markers for you to get out of that. Right. So maybe it's about at this point, any other advice that you would share with, you know, potential students or young people traveling and attending such events? I think after reading the Itaewon events, there's a lot of tips that came out of it. I think one thing that really 
um, stuck with me was especially because what I heard from Itaewon was a lot of women who were a bit shorter in height were more of those who were getting crushed because they couldn't really breathe out of it. So one tip that I saw online was that um, put your hands out, I mean not all the way up but in front of you so that there's space in front of your chest mm -hmm. to breathe and that's when I thought oh that's a good tip. I tried it a little in DWP when I was sort of in the crowd um, partying. I could use that my hands to push my way in but I also just kept my hands there um, when I was having fun but that gave me that space to sort of move around and then breathe sort of also like push people away mm -hmm. from crushing me or like from getting too close to me to right. give me that space and I think that's a good tip that young people should really mind their space and create that space for themselves as well yeah like creating your own little yeah, bubble, bubble right yes. yeah that's great so Bala maybe any key takeaways that anyone listening to this episode should take away what Isabel mentioned is important. That is one of the key things that is constantly reinforced, right? You protect your rib cage so that you have your, your lungs have capacity to expand and breathe normally. So that's one of the most important things. And another one is that your your, your footing, right? Uh, breathing is important. The other one is probably talking about, you know, don't lose your footing. Mm -hmm. So if you're wearing heel shoes, it's time to take them out. I think your heels are pretty much can be bought again. <laughs> yeah, and it's time for a new shoe. It's never, always a good time to have a new shoe. So make sure your feet and your footing is firm, um, making sure you stagger them, don't um, stand too close, try to spread out your feet a bit so that you have a bit more space. It's not so easy to fall because once the moment you fall, uh, that's where you, you get into a lot more issues, right? People start to fall on top of you, not because they want to, but because they are also closely, densely packed. So um, try to keep yourself on feet is very important. And if you are already in the crowd, don't panic, don't mm. shout don't scream because that's what a lot of people did during the Astro World. Uh, people, survivors of that were saying that they were shouting for help and no one came because everybody's in an excited stage. Everybody thought they're partying and they're having fun but nobody really can can hear your your, your, your cries for help. right? So uh, conserve the energy. Don't don't lose your breath unnecessarily by shouting and screaming and go with the crowd. People push you, just, just follow through. Don't resist them. When you resist them, you're really wasting a lot of energy because um, Pretty much, you, you are fighting against a, a more stronger force than than, than, than yourself. Mm -hmm. So these are some of the things that you know you need to conserve the energy, go with the crowd, and stay on your feet. So I thought that was a really great discussion about you know being in a crowd. What do we do? So I think you know very important things to take note is acknowledging that crowded places can be dangerous places that put you at risk. For our young people who are joining such events, it's important to identify what are some of these key risks associated to the different types of crowds that you be part of. Be the emotion, the location, the exits like Bala mentioned. And finally, to understand how do you respond in the event that you do get caught up in the crowd. Thank you so much to both of our speakers uh, for your time and for all of that great insights and little nuggets of advice. Next episode, we'll be talking about a topic that's quite relevant to this uh, around partying, but how do you then party safely abroad? So join us again and tune in for the next episode. Thank you.